Welcome to the Think Different Podcast. That's right, you know what time it is. It is time for the only Apple Podcast with two former Apple retail employees. I am Will TLD, the owner of WV Productions. Please check me out if you need me for your wedding day, bar mitzvah, funeral. Please hire me to be your guy. And, of course, I'm with my great friend, he is the former Apple creative, retired book publisher, soccer mom recorder, Jurassic Park owner. He is black coffee drinker, journal number 12, the retirement home president, the keto trout drummer himself, Mr. Frank Funk is here. Hey, how are you, Will? I'm wonderful. Things, Look at how's good man. How are, wonderful Jersey. Things are doing great in Jersey. Uh, you know, there's weather starting to turn, so that's a great thing. How are you in the 1920s chair? I, I'm I'm good. I'm down here at the uh, uh, former Al Capone's uh, retreat in Florida, and uh, it's very nice, beautiful. Way. Are you hiding? Are you hiding something down there, Frank? Is that what you're trying to tell us? <laughs> I, I'm trying to get into a safe. Oh well, we're going to need one, especially for one of the articles we're going to talk about today. But today is all about some Apple retail news. We like to do like once a month, do some Apple retail news that's going on. Plus, we are going to talk about iCloud Plus today, and we're even going to include a special training that we're going to do right on the air. If you go watch our YouTube channel, we will show it up there. But here, we're going to talk about iCloud Plus and specifically how to set up a custom email domain, which I have my own domain. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to show live, live, oh, live. So I figured I'm going to share my screen. We're going to go through the steps. Of course, we will blur some of the things out that I don't want you to see, and we will set that up. So let's get started, Frank. We have to start off with obviously the biggest thing that has been going on the last couple of months that we've completely ignored, but we got to talk about it. So Apple has blocked all sales in Russia on its online store. And I also believe that all the retail, I don't know if all the retail stores are open or not. Uh, do you know that, Frank? I don't, I don't. I would imagine not. Yeah, well, so I'm very curious yeah, to know. I mean, the they, Apple... they don't have any stock, so. Mm -hmm. They don't have much to go. I mean, I'm sure you can still go get repairs done. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the only thing you're probably going to get there, but you're not going to be able to buy anything. Yeah. It's, so, it's a yeah, it's very, very tough situation over there. That, you know, um, I don't know if this action by Apple is going to really have any kind of significant impact. Um, certainly, it's going to make it'll have an impact on some people, but but I don't think it'll have an impact on uh, those that are calling the shots. So I just hope that somehow. Uh, those things get resolved over there quickly, and um, I would agree. In Ukraine's so. favor, I actually just found out there is no Apple retail store in Russia, so they don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah, go. third so parties it's just the online. Yeah, so you will not be able to buy your Apple products in Russia right now because of uh, stupid Putin, and uh, that's the way it works, folks. But. You know, we had conversations in private about this whole thing, and honestly, they're following a trend that everybody else is doing, where they're just halt, they're just trying to crush Russia's economy just to tell them to stop. Uh, is it going to work or not? I don't, I'm sure it will hurt somewhere. It's got to hurt somewhere in the my, long my run. Take, maybe my take on it is with with China as an ally. No, it's not going to hurt. It it's okay. uh, because. 
Germany, for example, Germany gets, I think it's close to 90% of their uh, energy sources from Russia, oil, gas, okay? And um, by not buying Russian oil, the Chinese will say, fine, or they have said, fine, we'll, we'll buy as much as you can send to us. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a very difficult situation. And, you know, I guarantee I guarantee you, they're definitely not getting a ZV over there. Not sponsored, <laughs> of course. I guarantee they don't have that. Mm. Nope. Going back to Apple Retail News, that they also dropped the mask mandate. So finally, uh, the trend has been moving in the right direction. Pretty much, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, and pretty soon, in airplanes you don't have to wear a mask anymore, which is going to be even mm. better. I'm not flying until September, which, but it's exciting. Where are you going uh, in September? Going to Florida, baby. Where Good. you are right now, going to Daytona Beach, go. Florida, to see my parents-in-laws. Oh, there you go. But not, you know, not, they're, they're not far from where I'm at. Yeah, it'll be, uh, be Luke's first time on a plane plane. Oh, man. Why don't you so, drive? Uh, pff, I'm not driving to Florida. That didn't happen. <laughs> so not with him in the car. No way. It'd be even oh. worse. So, no, thank you. But I'm glad at least they're dropping the mandate. I mean, Apple was pretty on top of it. Like, you really had to wear a mask no matter who came into the store, vaccinated or not. They were very strict on that rule. Right. And and they had, they supplied masks. So that was. They did. Um, you know, that was good. But Well, they, they have to. If you're going to be forced to wear one, you better supply one. Yeah. Um, the employees are still going to have to wear them. But um, people in the store don't have to. Yeah, I really don't understand that either. I mean, Apple also is uh, planning to resume their creative classes, which I think they're finally starting to do. But, man, it, it boy, you talk about a creative role, man, a, a role in, in the Apple Store that is almost useless now. And it's going to well, take a long time for that to come COVID, back. You mean? Yeah, no, and who's going to who's gonna come and be, sit around a table with people right now that you don't know? Yeah, the table... <laughs> Table wasn't even six foot long, so you couldn't no. stay six feet apart. <laughs> no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what makes it even harder. So, yeah, good luck, creative world. You, you, uh, remember, fi- those, you remember those sessions where you used to have eight and ten people crowded around that table? Oh my god! It, well, if you went to a bigger Apple store, it was great, but when you go to a smaller one, you can't do the same kind of sessions. In fact, you yeah, have to you limit can. them. Uh, you know, that's where again, where one to one was valuable was the one to one. It was yes. it was a smaller. You know, I still do not get why Apple does not have that in their stores. I know that most people now know it, know how to use Apple products, but my God, it would still make a big difference. Yeah. And then finally, this, uh, you know, interesting this week, which caused like a big outbreak, uh, Apple had a knockout of iCloud, App Store, and other services went offline. This was on Monday, on March 21st. There was a significant blackout. A lot of things went offline uh, pretty much uh, Apple Maps, Music, Apple News, Apple TV+, Plus, iCloud, the App Store, Apple Store, iMessage, and even Find My Phone were all affected. People could not make purchases, download apps, update the phone. So it was a pretty significant outage that affects a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I, I mean, that's business as usual, right? Right. I mean, how many times when we were in the store and... You know, a system would go down, 
And yeah, from a retail side, stuff. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were times we couldn't eat. I remember we still had to pull out the old credit card. We had oh, to scan man. the credit card. That had to happen sometimes when we were yep. we were down. Uh, even Or we just didn't sell anything. There was a there was a time I remember we didn't even, Quaker Bridge didn't even sell anything. So we can't sell you anything. You know, I, my, I, I don't think, my, our boss would not even want to pull those out, even though that probably is an option. Yeah. He doesn't even want to bother pulling that out. Well, I don't think... Um, if you went there today and you showed that equipment to one of the specialists, they would know how. They would know how to no. run it. No, no. way. They don't teach this? them. They don't no. teach them how to do that. No. And I don't think it's even something. I, I I I would I would think it's a much more of a hassle just to wait it out than to go through that part of it. By the way, on our website, which I'm showing right now, is the system status page. This is actually available for you to go to. It's apple.com forward slash support forward slash system status. You can actually go to this page and you can see what the statuses are for that day. Uh, so if you feel like something's not working, yes. Yeah, so if you feel like something's not working correctly, check this page out. I think it's very valuable. I used it all the time just to show people, hey, Apple's even saying it. I think a system status page is extremely valuable to know when something's not working right yeah even uh, we used to use it in the store as well you know right somebody would come in and say you know this or that wasn't working properly one of the things we would do is go to that page make sure that that system wasn't reporting any kind of glitches or anything mm -hmm. so. you're correct sir so those are some of the Apple things that were going on this week. It wasn't too much news like there was the previous week where we had, uh, you know, invasions in Apple stores and holding things up in ransom. It wasn't as exciting this week. But I, personally, when the outage, by the way, occurred, I didn't feel any difference. I didn't even know it was even happening. Yeah. So that was just me. I'll, but I'll tell you, I've been uh, reading a lot of the, about the Apple Studio because it's something that I'm considering getting. And uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, the... The things I'm reading out on or in watching on YouTube are rave reviews, even for the monitor, believe it or not, at sixteen hundred mm -hmm. bucks. Um from um singer songwriters, people working in a studio, whether it be art design or music, they're just absolutely loving it. And I'm like, wow. So I, I'm a little surprised. Um, because uh, I that thought Definitely little, surprising, yeah. Uh, it was a little high priced, but I haven't. That people are loving the fact that they put uh, the SD card slot and the USB slots right on the front. Mm -hmm. um, so it's getting very good reviews. So I'm I'm, I'm considering yeah, picking myself up one. But my issue is, what do I do for the monitor? That's the only thing. I already told you, you're not getting that studio display. Don't get no. it. It's not worth no. the money. Uh, get something that's like $700, $800. Just get a TV so you can make it a multifunctional. Maybe you won't get like the color and, you know, the, the you know, the really good LED, you know, but find something good. You know, do your research. There's no rush on that. Yeah. yeah. You can use a TV yeah. in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah, but Mac Studio has been getting really great reviews. People are really liking it. Uh, I think, again, the Ultra is way too advanced, even for someone like me. You could get away with the Mac, uh, the 
the max without a doubt. You don't need any. The only thing you got to think about doing is how much storage you want to put on it. That's it. Right. Well, the fact that you have these uh, multiple uh, ports that you can, you can, I mean, SSD drives storage, now yeah. are relatively inexpensive, you know. Um, uh, maybe not like a four and, terabyte one, but you could definitely. Well, plus, uh, the biggest thing too is that Apple has the fastest SSDs within a computer, without a doubt. That is proven fact. You're not going to get that same speed through. Th maybe Thunderbolt will give you a little bit, but you still need a Thunderbolt device. Uh, mm -hmm. I I have worked with external storage. Trust me, on my old computer at least, I know it was not the greatest experience. I haven't tried on a new one because guess what? I bought a four terabyte. I made the room <laughs> necessary so I didn't have to do that. And it's been a blessing. Well, all right. I'll have to keep that in mind. But you yeah, know, right. I do have budgetary constraints. Oh, shut up. No, you don't. Ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, Frank right now is sitting in a 19th century chair. Are you telling, with a plant next to him, are you telling me that this guy is not made of money? Uh, look at him. Yeah, water that plant, by the way. It looks like crap. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the main part of our episode. Frank was nice enough to use his voice and do a special keynote, which talks about iCloud Plus, and after that is over, we are going to come back with our thoughts on iCloud Plus Plus. Some more stuff we're going to talk about. It's a Plus Plus episode. <laughs> on iCloud Plus, um, I should say, first of all, you get five gigabytes of free storage uh, with Apple iCloud. The iCloud Plus service goes beyond that. You can choose from 50 gigabytes, 200 gigabytes, or two terabytes of storage. The 50 gigabyte includes iCloud private relay, hide my email feature, custom email domain, HomeKit security video support for one camera, share everything with up to five other family members. The 200 gigabytes of storage includes the privacy relay, hide my email feature, custom email domain, HomeKit security for up to five cameras. And again, you can share everything with all five family members. The two terabyte, again, privacy relay, hide my email feature, custom email domain, HomeKit security video support for unlimited number of cameras. And, again, and also you can share that with up to five other family members. Now, what's private relay? Normally, when you browse the web, information contained in your web traffic, such as your DNS records and IP address, can be seen by your network provider and the websites you visit. This information could be used to determine your identity and build a profile for your location and browsing history over time. iCloud Private Relay is designed to protect your privacy by ensuring that when you browse the web in Safari, no single party, not even Apple, can see both who you are, and what sites you're visiting. When private relay is enabled, your requests are sent through two separate secure internet relays. Your IP address is visible to your network provider and to the first relay, which is operated by Apple. Your DNS records are encrypted, so neither party can see the address of the website you're trying to visit. The second relay which is operated by a third-party content provider, generates a temporary IP address, decrypts the name of the website you requested, and connects you to the site. 
All of this is done using the latest internet standards to maintain a high-performance browsing experience while protecting your privacy. Now, this is very similar to the VPN, virtual private network apps that you see advertised um, either on the internet or through the app store. It's not um, exactly like the VPN, but very, very similar. And it has your privacy in mind, which is something that Apple is very, very big on. Hide my email. Now, I mentioned earlier that this is a feature that, that, that hap, Apple has brought back. Now, hide my email generates unique random email addresses that automatically forward to your personal inbox. Each address is unique to you. You can read and respond directly to emails sent to these addresses, and your personal email address is kept private. Now, this is, in my opinion, is very cool. I love this feature. If you're out on the internet shopping, whether it be for an automobile or furniture or whatever, and they request your email, uh, when you go in there, you it'll you can select automatically create an email, and it'll create a random email address, put in a, a, a random password, which I would, I mean, you can put in your own, but I would recommend just letting the system do it. And it keeps track of all of it. And then if you decide at some point, let's say you, you went out and got some information for an automobile or whatever, and um, you get responses back, and now you're getting uh, spam from them, you can go into the listing and delete that email address. And it has nothing to do with your private email. Very, very handy feature. I love this feature. I'm so happy they brought this back. Um, it's very, very nice when you're browsing the web and you just, you know, whether you're shopping for musical equipment, automobiles, whatever the case may be, you can use this great, great feature. Custom email domain. All right. If you subscribe to iCloud Plus and own a personal domain name, you can set up iCloud Mail to use it when sending or receiving mail so your recipients see mail coming from your personalized email address. After you configure your domain, you can set up any existing email address you already own, create new ones, or delete any you don't need anymore. You can use your custom email address in the Mail app on any device signed in with your Apple ID and iCloud Mail turned on, or on iCloud.com mail. You can also use it for messages, FaceTime, calendar, to sign into your devices, and more. You can use iCloud Mail to send and receive email with up to five personal domains with up to three email addresses per domain. If you share iCloud Plus with your family sharing group, you can also share your email domain with them. Anyone in your family sharing group can add a custom domain, choose whether or not to share it, and manage the email addresses that they use with that domain. Now, for the average person, I, I mean, this is a nice feature, but I think this is more applicable to uh, a small business person that, that may have and want their own domain name for their email addresses to associate with their business, whether it be a web business or a brick-and-mortar business. However, this is still a very, very nice feature that I feel a lot of people will take advantage of.
iCloud HomeKit security video. Alright, so you can store your videos from any HomeKit compatible camera to iCloud. This is very nice because um, if you purchase, let's say, doorbells that have secure videos, um, you can either store the video on a SD card, which usually are pretty small, or you subscribe to their cloud service. So here, if, if you buy a camera or a doorbell or any kind of security camera, that's HomeKit compatible. Now, because it's HomeKit compatible, it will cost a little more. However, all of that video that is recorded, you can store in your iCloud storage. So here, depending upon the level you choose in your iCloud Plus, meaning 50, 50 gigabytes, 200 gigabytes, or 2 terabyte, you can have anywhere from one camera to unlimited number of cameras. So this is something that uh, they've added that I find very, very useful, very easy to use. And again, any questions, any problems, any, uh, any help you may need with setup, all you have to do, call Apple support. And when I say call them, you, they can call you. Uh, you can set up a call for a time for them to call you back. Um, I've always had very, very good uh, results with Apple support. So that's it for now. And uh, on the Apple services, I hope you found it useful. And please uh, drop us a comment. Let us know. Thank you. All right, everybody, we are back from the video. Thank you, Frank. You are amazing at your videos, Frank. Hey, thank you very much. I hope everybody enjoyed it, got some useful information out of it, and um, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, on how to do some of those things. Right, and this is a podcast exclusive, guys. You will not hear this on our YouTube channel, which, by the way, you should be subscribing to, by the way. We've been pumping out more content than we ever have, including Final Cut Fridays, which I've done a video every Friday uh, with Final Cut. And I haven't even gotten to the timeline yet. We haven't even started editing. We've only been hey, organizing and importing. That's okay. There's a lot of stuff there. There are great videos. that Everybody should go out and watch those. Absolutely. I agree. So let's talk about iCloud pricing real quick. We did, I, that, It was brought up, but not really. So remember, there's three different storage plans, $0.99, cents, $2.99, and then I believe it's uh, $9.99 a month for that. Uh, I personally have the two-terabyte storage plan. I am not a Apple One subscriber. But I do have this one. I mean, the good thing is the only difference between both plans is going to be the HomeKit security video. That's the only difference right? besides storage size. It's going to yes. be uh, how many you can have. Yes. And um, the two, the iCloud Plus with the two terabyte, you have unlimited uh, home security camera storage. And they go down with each subsequent from one to two and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. We also wanted to talk about a feature that maybe has not even been shown. So what we're going to do now is talk about how to set up a custom email domain. So this is more for a business, but I think it's important to see it. So right now we are on my iCloud settings. Uh, this is all my iCloud information here. So Hopefully there's nothing here that I have to blur out. <laughs> but basically, you can see how much storage I use. I have 857 gigs left, but look how much I'm using. You know, a 200 plan would uh, not work for me. I, I'm not seeing that, Will. 
Oh, there you go. Okay. Yes, you are. You're, 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 dude, put, take your eyes out of your eyes. All right. <laughs> so here's, uh, this is available. I don't believe you could set this up on your phone. I believe you have to go to iCloud.com to do this. Yes. Uh, so right now we're going to be setting up a custom email domain. So under manage, it'll take me to, uh, the page. So right now I start this ahead of time. So we'll keep going with it. So this is my website, www.vafitasproductions.com. This was something I was setting up. And first off, you enter your domain details. They actually know that my domain is registered with GoDaddy. So they actually are very aware of that. Uh, you can add existing email addresses. So right now I do have one. I've never used it. So I'm not even gonna bother setting this up if I wanted to. So I'm just gonna hit continue going down. So remember, you wanna put in your domain it has to figure out where it is. And now I have to sign into GoDaddy and follow the steps. So I'm going to hit continue. It's going to open up a separate page. I always love that. Of course, I'm going to use my trusty touch ID here to sign in, which I there love. There you go. How great is that? Yep. All right. So it's telling me put your domain to work. Uh, click connect to enable service custom email domain for my cloud. I'm going to do that right now. And it's now done. That was easy. So now what? <laughs> I'm all done. <laughs> so it's verifying my domain, uh, and it's gonna it takes a few minutes. It could take up to 24 hours. So we have to come back and take a look at it. But that's it. It's that simple. I, I, honestly, huh. that could not have been harder. I'm joking. That was easy. So, so what's what's the cost for GoDaddy to host your? It's uh, not much. Probably nine, ten dollars a year. It's not much at all. I do all my stuff on Wix.com. That's where I do. All Wix is very expensive, by the way. It, it's even for a base website monthly. Even if I wanted a domain on there, it, it, it just is way over too much. I'd rather just buy the domain separately. Uh, I like right now for for example, my website I built it for free, and I have like the Wix ads on the top and bottom, which I don't care. Uh, honestly, it's not that big of a deal. They could go away if I pay the monthly fee, but and then I can also reconnect my domain away from GoDaddy to be officially on Wix. But the amount of money to, to run that site is just not worth it for me. I now, I also, I have the hide my email feature in here, which I love. So yeah. it, you can actually, uh, I don't even know what that is, uh, <laughs> uh, but you can actually have an. Uh, you know, so it says keep personal email addresses private by creating unique random addresses. So right now they actually have a weird uh, one here. I don't even know where this even came from. Well, they'll, they'll create them on the fly. Yeah, I, I don't and, know what Sasha's mistress is. <laughs> I don't remember they'll, this. <laughs> they'll, they'll create them on the fly and um, they'll link them automatically to your iCloud email. Yeah, so if I wanted to make one for like TLD, I can make like one that says TLD. I'm gonna yeah. deactivate this. I don't even know what this is, <laughs> but uh, so but you can do you can set up a new email address. So for example, uh, I could put a label on it. So I could say TLD Wrestling, you know, and that's how I label it, and then I create it. So it's it's called Hostage Ice Cap. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a pretty funny the names are pretty funny i'm not gonna lie i don't know what that is but you could basically copy this email address and use it anywhere 
So yep. it's kind of great. So that's one thing too. If you're going to do the hide or the private address, you have to make sure you know that stuff because for any reason, if you can't get on the website for any reason, now I've noticed this too with app when you're, if you're using the Apple ID feature on the app, the website version may not necessarily be using it. I've noticed that for some websites. Okay. So that's a big problem to me because how can they offer on the app version but not the uh, web version? So then you have to scramble in your phone to find that. You know, and that's a little difficult. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there, you know, there may be some bumps, but uh, I'm sure they'll work on that as more yeah. and more people start using this, you know. Yep. I agree. So that was really easy. So, uh, I mean, iCloud, yes, you're paying $10 a month. It's it's definitely a lot of money for compared to most, would you say compared to most storages out there? Uh, well, listen, you know, it, it, the biggest thing, and, and I keep, I know I keep harping on it, but is privacy. Everything that's out there is yours. It's not going anywhere to anybody. So, um, if you value that kind of thing, then that's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. So, and, and now I'm a Apple one premium, uh, member. So I get, you know, not that I'm not using all of those features, but they are, I do have access to them. So like the unlimited cameras, uh, you know, when we, when we, uh, connect all of our, home security to home kit. Uh, I can store all of that. Um, so maybe I'll take advantage of it. Um, right. Family, Apple Music, Apple TV, you know, all of that. So. I want to I point out the price differences. And, uh, you know, when you look at it, it's actually not terrible. So iCloud charges $9.99 for a two terabyte. Google charges two uh 9.99 for two terabyte OneDrive, uh for 9.99 you get six terabytes which is crazy uh amount and then for dropbox you pay 11.99 so you got to pay a little bit of a premium here for that yep. uh so iCloud's not that bad of a deal the 50 gig drive honestly i think we're at the point where the 50 gig has to go away yeah i mean the five gig is a great free it's just it's almost like a trial i wish they would just call it five gigs is your trial that's how i explain it to everybody and then upgrading which you're going to have to do eventually especially when you get more than one device you definitely have to get it the five yeah, gig plan I, is not a, a sustainable plan i think the 50 gig uh at 99 cents if somebody for example you know you run into people that run out of storage on the phone because of photos so you just tell them, look, you can get 50 gig in iCloud for 99 cents a month. I mean, come on. And I think that's why that's there. Um, and you can you see still... the chart. And you can see on my chart that I'm showing here on Google Drive. Google Drive gives you 15 gigs for free, which is very generous of them, honestly, yeah. compared to OneDrive, which is five. And Dropbox is ridiculous with two. So they're, they're really ridiculous. Dropbox is becoming less and less of like an option I would ever go with. Yep. Like, I would choose Google Drive before I choose Dropbox. Oh, uh, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't choose Google for anything. So, Well, I used That's to have me. it. I don't anymore because I, I I haven't been taking advantage of iCloud enough because I just, this year, started sharing files via iCloud. And 
the biggest reason why I didn't do it because originally they didn't work with folders. They were only working with files. And then they mm -hmm. switched it to now you could share a folder. Now, there's also a limit. I believe iCloud, you can't upload a file that's more than 50 gigs, and they will not, they will kibosh that. So you can't – and that it has to be in Finder, by the way, as well. I think yeah. the web browser version, you can only upload, like, more than, like, 5 gigs or something like that. It's like a, there's a limitation on that. So you have to really use Finder if you have a really big file. So – and I've been using that, and no one's had a problem with it. Yeah. Speaking of that, I got to do my taxes. <laughs> I, uh -huh. My tax guy called today, and I actually have to. I sent him like a zip file, and it didn't work. And I, I got to send him a uh, the uh, the iCloud link to download. So, but uh, I love this episode talking about iCloud. I think it's great that we talked about it. it it's it, it gives you a good perspective of what iCloud is not bad of a deal. Apple is not you know stealing you know a lot, especially if you get the Apple One, then you really get a bargain. Yeah, and and again, it's like anything else. You know, you you can get a really cheap gym membership, but if you don't go, what right. difference does it make? So I, I, she tell my wife that because she has massages right now at Hand and Stone, paying eighty dollars a month. She has not gone in twenty four months. Well, you must be doing a good job then giving her your own massages. You know, my bowling hands do really have this amazing <laughs> power. That is true. But I think it's time to, you know, spend the $80 that you spend for the last 24 months. Think of how much money that is that she has not used it. Hey. Yeah, I'm calling I her think, out. I don't care. I think you should take her to the spa. No, she go herself, man. She can go get a three-hour massage, get the facial, get the, the whole thing. I don't care. For the amount of massages they have, she better get the full body treatment Like at this point. <laughs> I mean, jeez. You must anyway. not be home if you're talking like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's home. I'm just in my man cave, and the door has not opened, as you can tell. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for our podcast. We enjoy it. We are going to have a lot more videos coming up, uh, including we're going to talk about some features in iMessage that you're not even using on your Mac. Uh, Frank has a new numbers video that we have coming out. So we have yeah. a lot of great content coming out. So please subscribe to our podcast channel. We appreciate it. Go on our YouTube. We are hot 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 on youtube right now subscribe to us let's get to that 1000 level we're not that far away so thank you everybody for joining us on the think different podcast we will see you guys next time and i love every single one of you have a good day man